0: What's new? How is the world
1: you? I'm Ed Peters, and on behalf of Pastor Henry Harder and the Renewal Singers, I welcome you to another broadcast of What's New. We continue today in Acts chapter 21, moving on to verses 7 through 17. We are traveling with Paul on his return trip to Jerusalem following his third missionary journey. In these verses, Luke recounts the activities of Paul from the city of Tyre to Jerusalem, and here's what he writes. The next stop after leaving Tyre was Paul where we greeted the believers but stayed only one day. Then we went on to Caesarea and stayed at the home of Philip the Evangelist, one of the first seven deacons he had four unmarried daughters who had the gift of prophecy. During our stay of several days, a man named Agabus, who also had the gift of prophecy, arrived from Judea and visited us. He took Paul's belt, bound his own feet and hands with it, and said, The Holy Spirit declares, So shall the owner of this belt be bound by the Jews in Jerusalem and turned over to the Romans. Hearing this all of us, the local believers and his traveling companions, begged Paul not to go to Jerusalem. But he said, Why all this weeping? You're breaking my heart, for I am ready not only to be jailed at Jerusalem, but also to die for the sake of the Lord Jesus. When it was clear that he wouldn't be dissuaded, we gave up and said, The will of the Lord be done. So shortly afterward, we packed our things and left for Jerusalem. Some disciples from Caesarea accompanied us, and on our arrival, we were guests at the home of Nation, originally from Cyprus, one of the early believers. And all the believers at Jerusalem welcomed us cordially.
0: Standing on the promises of Christ my King, Through eternal ages let His praises ring Glory in the highest I will shout and sing Standing on the promises of God Standing Standing, on the promises Standing on the promises Standing on the promises of God my Savior Standing Standing on the promises Standing on the promises Standing on the promises I cannot fall Listening every moment to the Spirit's call Resting in my Savior as my all in all Standing on the promises of God of God, my Savior standing, standing. I'm standing on the promises
1: of God. This prophet Agabus is the same prophet who had been in Antioch prophesying the coming famine in Jerusalem some 15 years earlier. His prophecy came true then, and it will come true now also. But Paul knows what awaits him, and he is still perfectly willing to go. Now here to bring us today's study is Pastor Henry Harder.
2: Yesterday we left Paul at Tyre. After kneeling in prayer with the Christians in Tyre, Paul and companions boarded the ship, much of its cargo having been discharged at Tyre, for the next port, Ptolemaeus. 25 miles south. Ptolemaeus was on the north end of the Bay of Acre, across the bay from Haifa, 14 miles to the south. Earlier, Ptolemaeus, so known in Greek-Roman times, was called Aco. It was the most southerly of the Phoenician ports. It was named Ptolemaeus in honor of Ptolemy II, Philadelphus, who fortified it in 261 B.C., the tell or Mound, of the ancient city is only about a mile east of the present city of Akko. The Arab name means the Mound of Potchards. Here Paul's ship docked, presumably to unload more cargo. Paul and companions spent the day with the Christians. From Ptolemaeus they made their way south, perhaps still by sea, perhaps on the same ship, until they came to Caesarea, 40 miles south of Ptolemaeus. Caesarea was the harbor built by Herod the Great as the port for the city of Jerusalem. Here Paul stayed at the house of Philip the Evangelist, who was one of the seven who had been chosen to help with the distribution of aid to the needy. He was also active in evangelism in Samaria, in the Gaza, and in the coastal areas north, as far as Caesarea. Since his experience with the Ethiopian eunuch, Philip had lived in Caesarea. That was a stretch of about 20 years. Luke tells us here that Philip had four unmarried virgin daughters, and they all had the gift of prophecy. It was not unusual for a woman to have that gift in New Testament times. It might seem strange that they would not have used the gift now to warn Paul against going to Jerusalem, which other prophets had done in other places where Paul had stopped. There is no word, however, from these young women. If Luke fabricated much of his material, as some suggest, then this would have been a perfect time to insert a warning from these prophetesses. But Luke doesn't. According to one tradition, Philip and his family migrated to the city of Hierapolis in the Lycus Valley in the province of Asia, now western Turkey. Perhaps they fled the Roman antagonism toward the Christians beginning in the mid-sixties and on. It is believed that they spent the rest of their lives there. The tombs of Philip and at least two of his daughters are said to be in Hierapolis. Several of his daughters lived to a ripe old age, according to tradition, and had the reputation of being good sources of information about the history of the early church in Jerusalem. Evidently, Papias, the bishop of the church at Hierapolis, was provided such information by these ladies. Papias was the author of five books called Our Lord's Sayings. None of these are extant, however, that is, they are not in existence anymore. Luke himself may well have received some of his information when writing Luke and Acts from them. So these young prophetesses do not have a word for Paul. That responsibility fell on a prophet who came from Jerusalem, named Agabus. Here is how Luke refers to him. After we had been there a number of days, Luke writes, a prophet named Agabus came down from Judea. Coming over to us, he took Paul's belt, tied his own hands and feet with it, and said, The Holy Spirit says, In this way the Jews of Jerusalem will bind the owner of this belt, and will hand him over to Gentiles. Paul's belt, which Agabus used to so dramatically demonstrate his message, was the fabric folded strip of cloth which held together Paul's outer garment. This prophet interpreted his action. We have no record that the Jews actually bound Paul and handed him over to the Gentiles, but Paul was bound and taken by the Gentiles because of the accusations and actions of some of the Jews. At this point, Paul's friends here pleaded with him not to go to Jerusalem. Here is Paul's typical expected reaction. He said, Why are you weeping and breaking my heart? I am ready not only to be bound, but also to die in Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus. When he would not be dissuaded, we gave up and said, The Lord's will be done. After this, we got ready and went to Jerusalem. Two questions. Was Paul right in going? And second, why was he so determined to go? Question one, was Paul right in going? Evidently, Paul felt that the Holy Spirit wanted him to go to Jerusalem, even though he had been warned in almost every stop on his return trip that danger lay ahead there. But the Lord had not told him not to go. He knew danger lay ahead, but that wasn't a problem for him. He had faced danger before. In fact, later the Lord commended Paul for having gone. But couldn't Paul have accomplished more as a free man? Had he stayed away from Jerusalem, he might have remained free. What could he do from the confines of a prison? But who is to say that that would have been preferable for the cause of Christ? He would never have gotten the attention of the Jerusalem mob, the Sanhedrin, the Roman governor. King Agrippa, nor the emperor. No, Paul may well demonstrate the maxim that man's extremity is God's opportunity. Evidently, God was able to do immeasurably more with Paul bound than with Paul free. Why was Paul determined to go? Three reasons. Number one, he wanted to bring personally the Christians' gifts from the Gentiles to the Jews. Number two, False rumors had circulated about Paul's views of the law and Jewish customs. These needed to be corrected. And number three, there needed to develop a better understanding between the Gentile churches abroad and the Jewish mother church in Jerusalem. The unity of the whole church depended, Paul felt, on his visit to Jerusalem. He went, For the sake of the Lord and for the sake of the gospel and the church, Paul was ready to be bound in Jerusalem and to die for the Lord Jesus. Jesus came to this earth to suffer and die also, but that too was at God's right time.
1: What's new is a radio production of Creative Encounters. Our mailing address is Post Office Box 848,
0: Chapter California, 93263 USA.